Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores. I, I might hang out at one today. It's Friday, you know. Go over there and kick some tires. There you go. Brings you. That's right. Brings you Garage Logic Podcast number six hundred and twenty, May fourteenth, twenty twenty one. It was ninety eight degrees on this day in twenty thirteen. Doesn't that sound nice? Scorching, and a scorching ninety eight. Thirty two degrees in nineteen oh seven. Well, you can bet that in twenty thirteen, kids were swimming, uh, and they were swimming in a beachfront kept free of weeds by Aquaside, a white bear company. They keep aqua, they keep lakefronts clean, free of weeds and muck. The products are easy to use. They begin working right away. Oftentimes, all you have to do is fan some pellets out over the troubled area, and bing, bang, boom, the kids are swimming in a weed-free area. You can uh, call Aquaside, and they'll explain your problem to you and help you understand exactly what products you need. Call Aquaside at one 800 328 9350 or go to aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense. Your mayor, Joe Souchere. Okay. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go, Tigers. got to get this thing out of the pile. Here we go. Hey, here we go. All right. Now a woman who was hoarding gasoline tried to flee police in a stolen car and crashed into a fiery wreck in South Carolina. A Pickens County Sheriff's deputy tried to pull over a 2007 Pontiac GT or G6 Thursday evening after he ran the plates and found it was stolen. The driver, Jessica Patterson, 28, tried to outrun the pursuing deputy but lost control of the car and flipped it over on the side of the road. Jesus. The vehicle immediately caught fire and multiple explosions were heard from inside the vehicle, officials wrote. Patterson emerged from the car on fire herself and the deputy pushed her to the ground to extinguish the flames. The suspect told authorities she was hoarding several containers of gas in the trunk, and that was responsible for the fire. There was no immediate word on her condition or the charges against her. Well, you can imagine that she's a moron, and who knows what kind of containers that fuel would have been in. A giant plastic bag. Mm-hmm. Now, I got a so, note from... Oh, oh, wait a second. So we're hoarding gas outside of the reach of that pipeline? That pipeline doesn't go to California, does it? Doesn't it? This was South, Carol- South Carolina. Oh, I thought you said California. No, I'm South sorry. South Carolina, yeah. Oh, oh. And our okay. friend Bill Stein, who did a lot of charitable work as a dentist in Haiti, writes, on Thursday's show, you talked about the video of some poor soul filling a plastic bag with gasoline. That brought back memories of my first trip to Haiti in 1994 during the Clinton embargo. The people were desperate. Starvation was everywhere. Lots of funeral processions and mourners bearing tiny caskets of their dead children. The people were used to buying kerosene for their fuel needs. When kerosene became unavailable, they turned to gasoline, which could still be purchased. They did not realize the difference and brought the gasoline home in open containers like they did with kerosene. The result, of course, were many deaths and terribly burned victims. 
a friend of mine who was staying on the ritzy mountainside town of Pétionville, we never got there, we were up in the boonies, overlooking the vast slum of City Soleil in the capital of Port-au-Prince, told of watching at night explosion after explosion as the people mistakenly treated their gasoline as kerosene. It makes me sick to think this is happening in the United States. Good luck and God bless us all, Bill Stein. Well, Billy, it is happening in the United States because people are morons. The mask mandate has been lifted. Yeah. I have a prediction. Okay. Okay. This is going to result in tumultuous fighting. Oh, no question. Yes. Yeah, I believe it. Because there's just that percentage of the population that is dead set on continuing to tell other people how to live their lives, and they're not... Such, you're right, because the mayors of both Minneapolis and St. Paul have said, nah, we're keeping the mask mandate. Yeah, I have that here. So it's uh, uh, fighting at a government level, too. Well, it's going to be a completely political fight. Yep. It's going to fall along lines of, you know, conservatism and liberalism. Oh, well, okay. Pretty much, pretty much. Well, before I get to the locals, uh, I, I have a roundup of reaction to the lifting of the mask mandate. Social media users have, this is from the Glenn Beck site, social media users have come out in mass against the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's new guidance regarding masks, vowing to continue covering their faces indefinitely. Let me stop right there. Aren't these the same people who told us all along, respect the science, follow the science? Yep. Okay, right. now the CD says, CDC says you don't have to wear it anymore. Well, now they're not going to follow that science. No. Right, right. On Thursday, CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky announced that fully vaccinated Americans can return to life without masks. The directive was a full pivot from advice issued earlier this month. Many social media users responded the, to the announcement with concern and in some cases outright disdain. Dr. Jason Johnson MSNBC political contributor and radio host wrote, I will continue to wear a mask in closed buildings and restaurants. Thank you. It's not an imposition on anyone else or doubting the CDC. It's just added caution. Dr. Leanna Wen, former head of Planned Parenthood and CNN. It's funny, they're all CNN affiliated, aren't they? <laughs> Dr. Leanna Wen, former head of Planned Parenthood and CNN analyst, said the CDC has gone from one extreme to another, from over-caution to throwing caution to the wind. By not requiring proof of vaccination, they are essentially eliminating mask mandates and physical distancing. This could disincentivize vaccination. Well, there's another part of the fight will be, of course, the establishment of you have to carry a, a proof of vaccination. That'll have right. to happen because the left will demand it. You got to remember, Mysterians don't like people. And because they don't like people, they're not going to trust anybody without a mask. They would fear somebody yep. without a mask because they would hold that person in high suspicion. Uh, Rachel Maddow was quoted as saying, I'm going to have to retool my thinking when I see someone without a mask. Well, you know why, lady? Because you don't like people. You don't trust people. Mysterians hate people. It's, been, it's becoming terribly obvious. In response to a tweet that read, Mika and Joe Scarborough both say they'll keep wearing masks on airplanes. Despite being vaccinated, MSNB hosts uh, added the CDC uh, says it as well. Probably a smart thing to do now and a good idea to keep a mask on hand in the future. If that person in the seat next to you starts the hacking and sneezing routine in flu season. 
Okay, we're already worried about next fall, I guess. Prominent gun control activist, David Hogg. You know who he is? No, I don't. Well, sure. He was one of the students at the uh, uh, school in Florida that suffered oh, a terrible shooting. That's right. and he's, he's been devoting his life to gun control. He said, I feel the need to continue. Get, get what this kid says. I feel the need to continue wearing my mask outside, even though I'm fully vaccinated, because the inconvenience of having to wear a mask is more than worth it to have people not think I'm a conservative. Holy What? Crap. I'll repeat Oh, it. I didn't know you were going that route. What? Well, I didn't go that wow. route. Hogg did. Prominent wow. gun control activist David Hogg said, I feel the need to continue wearing my mask outside even though I'm fully vaccinated because the inconvenience of having to wear a mask is more than worth it to have people not think I'm a conservative. Wow, blindsided, had no idea that was coming. And Whoa. you think, and I think, wow. my predi- I think my prediction's terribly easy to make. This is going to yeah. result in just like every other divided fight we have in this country. So I wanna, I, I'd like to throw this out rhetorically to those that side with that line of thinking. What will be good enough for you? You know, it, I know Walls' number has always been 70%, right? 70%. Well, now that they introduced 16, you know, what is it? The 16-year-old is now the new, they can go in and get it. But all that's going to do is make the percentage of people that have been vaccinated, that, that percentage is going to go down. Let's not, let's not totally assume that every liberal in the country is the same as that jackass is no. uh, i've got liberal friends that are tearing the mask off and stomping it into the ground hallelujah yeah. it's done um so it's not all of them chris author john pavlovitz wrote i haven't had a cold in 15 months i'll be wearing a mask another twitter user said i've been supportive and defensive for most part of the cdc all along but this statement is reckless you're empowering anti-maskers and anti-vaxxers you know, the ones keeping the world from resuming some normalcy and who are continuing to kill others or make them ill. Well, let me stop right there. Uh, again, this is just an anonymous echo chamber of dreadful social media. But there, there's, there's your question, Reavers. There's a person who will never be satisfied. No, yep, you're right. How will that person ever know that the world is not out to kill him or well, her. Well, you know what? You go ahead and wear that mask. Just stay out of my face with your, you know, your nonsense and your rhetoric. I don't care if you wear a mask. Big deal. Another wrote, at my doctor's office, there is a sign on the door that says, you will wear a mask past this door regardless of the current advisories. Put it on or turn around. One user said that the move was counterintuitive to protecting children. So are we just actively not protecting the kids anymore? The user asked in response to the CDC's announcement, vaccines were approved for 12-plus just days ago. Getting all that done takes time. And what about the rest of them? It may not hit kids as hard, but it still effing sucks and can have complications. I ain't taking my mask off till we are done, one user said. I care about others. Well, no, you don't. No. Because, again, what you're doing is you're telling me that there's no possible way you're ever going to be satisfied. Right. And I guarantee you, you will never be done. We will never be done. No, you'll never be done. Another another user wrote, 
uh, called the science into question and wrote, I'll continue to wear my mask because still a lot of people are not vaccinated. How can I really know who is vaccinated? How long does the Pfizer vaccine last in the body? With so many refusing to vaccinate, how can I feel safe indoors when I see someone without a mask? How to keep our kids safe in these settings? Relying on an honor system? This is a mistake. Finally, one user added, CD said, CDC said if you're vaccinated and you still wear a mask, you're sexy. Well, whatever. <laughs> I, I, it's, I know. Everything has to be a fight in this country. Everything yeah. has to be a fight. Yeah. And now this is going to be a major, major conflict. Well, major it has conflict. been. I mean, have you guys ever been yelled at for not wearing your mask? I have not. I have. The and closest I-, I came was standing too close to a guy at the drugstore. Uh we're trying to get a good sniff, or what were you? No, and well, and I said to him, "Are you next?" Meaning for the cashier, and he said, "Yes, but I'm social distancing, and I wish you would too." So I said, "Whoops," and I backed up. That's the only time I've ever had uh, anyone say anything about anything. I'm not going to say where I was, but I was with my kids outside, and I got yelled at. Well, I'm not going to wear one outside, and no. never have. No, Such, were you wearing a mask? Yeah, and you got barked at. Well, he was, it wasn't a really a barking. It was an admonishment. Hey, you're too close to me. Back up. Which is an acknowledgement that the mask is worthless in my point, from my point of view, well, my world. <laughs> Give me a break. Well, was, it, it, it's, it was during the past year when if you wanted to go into a store, you had to wear a mask. Now that's yeah, going to remain, apparently. I, I do also know um, folks that are going to keep wearing a mask mm-hmm. wherever they go, even though they're vaxxed, because they don't. They, you know, they don't trust that other people are back. But that's the difference between people like us and the people you just quoted, Joe. Mm-hmm. If I see someone that's not wearing a mask outdoors, mm-hmm. even if they are or they aren't, I don't judge them. I just, you can do what you want. That's cool. But those people will not Couldn't treat us the same less. way. Yeah, I don't right. care. If I see somebody without a mask, I don't automatically jump to the conclusion that they're making me unsafe. Right. Right. It is funny, too, because while, we're, while we have gone through this, you really can judge the character of people. Mm-hmm. You know what else I'm finding? What's that, Brad? It's, it's, it's somewhat germane to this topic because I, I think it's safe to say that those quotes I read from the anonymous echo chamber of social media, those are angry people. Is that a fair statement? Sure. Yeah. People are angry. Have, have yeah. you noticed that in your daily lives, yep. that people are angry? Yep. I'll give you an example. Yeah. Mostly the left, but yeah. Well, I'm northbound on Mississippi River Boulevard. Okay. The southbound lanes, the southbound lane has been closed. Just whimsically and arbitrarily, about two weeks ago, the mayor closed uh, between Pelham and Ford Parkway, the southbound lane of Mississippi River Boulevard, to make it an exclusive uh, lane for bicyclists and pedestrians, most principally oh, bicyclists, because pedestrians always already have a paved path. Okay, so I'm northbound. There's a car in front of me, and in front of the car is a bicyclist in the northbound lane, ignoring that the entire southbound lane, which he can travel north on, has been reserved for him. Right. And And finally, the car in front of me got around the guy. And I finally saw my chance to to pass him and get alongside him, and I, I, I pressed the button and took the passenger side window down, and I said, and here's exactly what I said. I said, uh oh. I said, 
hey, you got your own lane right here. And he went in to the most profane tirade and giving me the finger and doing this and that. I thought he was, you know, I thought he'd kill me if he could. All I said was, you got your own lane. And I think he said something about I can't go fast enough in it or something like that. Okay there, Lance Armstrong. Wow. Oh, oh, he's not allowed to go fast in that lane. Apparently, yeah. Yeah. Which reminds me of my favorite story that I've told many times where uh, a guy I know was jogging northbound on Mississippi River Boulevard and a bicyclist came up behind him and started hassling him for being in his way, being in the bicyclist's way. And my guy said, okay, and he moved over, but the bicyclist kept it up. What do you think you're doing? You're hogging this whole thing, jogging along here. and got off his bike. And uh, my guy said, what do you want from me? You know, and it was, it was like the bicyclist was going to take him on or something. <laughs> and my guy said, are you sure you want to pursue this? Because <laughs> this guy happened to be, you know. Yeah pretty strong guy yeah. <laughs> let's put it that yeah. way and and so uh the guy the guy didn't get back on his bike so my guy walked over picked up his bike and threw it down the riverbank <laughs> and, and and uh and the next wait, thing you know Joe, wait that's not a riverbank that's a bleeping cliff he threw it off the cliff <laughs> yes he threw it off the cliff and the next thing he heard was the click of the guy's uh, bicycle shoe spikes running down the the steps trying to go down and get his bike back Oh, it's just one of my favorite stories. Did it end up in the water? Was it fish food, the bike? Oh, I think it went right on the beach down there, below the Franklin <laughs> Avenue Bridge. Can you do me a favor and tell me stories about encounters with bicyclists and uh, runners and joggers and walkers at least once a week? It just it just really makes me feel good that I'm no longer there and dealing with that on a daily basis. Wow, that makes me feel good. Rook, you can take your mask off. What's wrong with Rook? I think he's going to be a mime today. (laughs) I'm in this box. Hey, nobody can see you do that. No, nobody can see me do that. You can take your mask off. They will if they're going to subscribe to the YouTube channel. We can tell you that right now. Logic YouTube channel. Let's go. We got it going. Yeah. Well, anyway. How about we wear our Vax cards uh, around our neck like backstage passes? Are we going to have to do that? It's going to come to that. Well, it's going to happen. It it's going to happen. How about this? Uh, yesterday, while couch shopping for a Bob, yeah. brought Bob over to the uh, furniture store, picked him up. He gets out of the car. He's got the walker. He's all set. said, you got a mask? No, the CDC says we don't need masks anymore. Yeah. Like well, it was going right. to take instant, but instantaneous. I'm like, well, Dad, they're going to make you wear a mask inside the furniture store. Were you like that? I said something similar to that. Yeah. So I had to wear a pink mask oh, into buy a, a a sofa love seat for my for my dad while in what's the he, store. What's he call it, Matt? Does he call it a sofa Davenport. or a Davenport? A Davenport. Davenport. Yeah. Did it have sequins? Awesome. Did it have sequins? Awesome. <laughs> this one, this one did not. But uh, we have had our share of. Uh, horrible patterned Davenport so in my have we. family. So have we. I look at old family pictures and you see this green sequin Davenport that must have been the ugliest damn thing you've ever seen in your life. At the time, it was probably fashionable. And it would catch on things because yeah. it had like a, a It raised... would trap your trousers. <laughs> yes. Yes. Just, 
just the word Davenport, it, doesn't it sound like someplace you'd park your car? Yeah. Or someplace yeah. like you'd pull your boat into something that has a roof over it as your boat floated there on the water, a Davenport. I'll tell you where it's going to be much easier to not worry about masks and confrontations, and that's your own workspace at Center Point of Mendota Heights Commercial Office Park. Work is changing, and another benefit of having your own building on that eight-building campus in Mendota, another benefit is you are going to avoid these mass controversies. You're going to establish your own rules. You just follow what you want from the CDC. You're 10 minutes from everything. You're near Highway 55, 62, 494, 694. You get your own parking out front. There's no elevators to worry about. You get your own restrooms. You're on a rolling, shaded campus with walking trails, bike trails, great lunch spots. Uh, I've been there. I can't uh, think of a more comfortable place to uh, to work, especially if if your business is downsizing. Take one of those great drone tours. Uh, escape to Mendota, one word. Escape to Mendota dot com. But work in a park like setting and really, really be comfortable. And you know, mass be damned if you want. better than a good day at work so by my standards that means a bad day fishing with a good cigar is probably the best day ever and the best way to make that great bad day fishing is to get that great cigar from Sodi's. that was a long way wasn't it <laughs> when when you roll into Sodi's to buy your cigars you'll find out it's a great experience a great shop with a huge humidor stocked with a wide variety of cigars a wonderful smoking lounge uh, all separated from the purchasing area, and it has a state-of-the-art ventilation system in, so you can go in, smoke your cigar, walk out, and not carry that smell home with you. The only thing missing here is a fishing pond or a creek. Uh, the guys at Sodi's they have the knowledge to pick out exactly what's right for you. Cigars, that is, not crawlers or minnows. Uh, but if you're an old cigar pro... In that case, look into joining the Sodis Club. That's a special membership. You receive a personal cigar locker there in the store and a 15% discount on all merchandise. They're located right off Highway 36, south side of 36 on Osgood and Stillwater. It's the last light right before you head over the new bridge. Hang a right on Osgood. You'll see Sodi Cigar and Pipe immediately on your right. You'll also find them at SodiesCigars.com. And when you roll in there, tell them that the uh, crew at Garage Logic Podcast sent you. Mate Schmate. Here's Joe Suchere. Gentlemen, it's officially mosquito season, and if you're getting eaten up in your yard, call our guys at Mosquito Shield. They are owned and operated by GLers. Ray and Mike, they're the father-son team who open and operate two franchises here in the Twin Cities, and their territory runs east of 169 all the way to the St. Croix, north to Forest Lake, and south to Lakeville. And now in western Wisconsin, we have our guy Jay, who was a listener and started his own franchisee based upon the brilliant ads from Mosquito Shield last year. Getting rid of ticks and mosquitoes is their expertise, but I heard a rumor that uh, Mm. gnats are starting to uh, eat up people too, so maybe ask them about that. And that's important because they use a proprietary blend that is specifically formulated to rid your yard of mosquitoes and ticks. So uh, call them right now. You can call uh, Ray and Mike in Minnesota at 612-619-1556 and Jay or Jack in Wisconsin at 715-410-4221. Mention GL and you're going to get $75 off your service or just look them up online at moshield.com. Let's return to the mask. The mayors of Minneapolis and St. Paul say they'll keep the mask mandates. 
Okay. Hmm. Local governments can still choose to keep their mandates. In statements released Thursday night, the mayor said they would be consulting with health officials to determine when to lift the requirement. So they're going. What health, what so health so the CDC is not a health official. Now I will admit, all of this is folly. The CDC said days ago must wear masks. Now they're saying don't have to wear masks. I, I right. agree with the people who find that terribly confusing and, and uh, off putting. Well, folly is what. Yeah, it's folly. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. I appreciate the continued diligence of our residents and businesses as we work with our public health professionals to determine when masking measures can be safely lifted at the local level, said St. Paul Mayor Melvin Carter. (laughs) Minneapolis is nearing the end of this long journey, and our city is coming alive again. So we take this precaution to continue that consistent march in the right direction, said Small Fry. There is a good reason for hope in the Twin Cities. St. Paul's mandate will technically expire because of the ending statewide mask order, but state leaders are working to renew the city requirement to keep masking in place. Uh, Minneapolis, uh, Minnesota Department of Health Commissioner Jan Malcolm expressed concern over ending the statewide mask mandate. Yeah, what are you going to do for a living? When things are no longer a rule or mandate, people think, therefore, they are safe, said Malcolm. They want us to continue to feel unsafe. Yeah, she was all over TV today, wringing her hands and crying Yeah, on her fainting couch. People may translate this guidance as meaning the pandemic is over. Currently, 61% of Minnesotans age 16 and up have received at least one dose. The rates are even higher in Hennepin and Ramsey counties at 71% and 68% respectively. Okay, here's my question. Can Mike Fratelloni make his own decision, or is he beholden to what the city determines? He will tell you what to do. He can make his own decision. <laughs> I, yeah, that's the way I read it, too, that each individual yeah, business is, is allowed. Businesses yeah. can do as they please. Well, then yeah. what's the city mandate going to affect? What, oh, what? are you saying can Fratelloni say no to the masks? That yes. I don't know. Well, it sounds to me like he can't. Hmm. It sounds right. to me like if I go to Fratelloni's today, there's still going to be a sign on the door that I have to wear a mask because the local government, St. Paul, has kept the mandate in place. Yeah, and it's indoors. Yeah. yeah. I, I think you're correct. What's what's the point then? What's, what's the point of them saying... Uh, we're keeping the mask mandate. Uh, again, private business versus going down to the courthouse. I know they could rule over the courthouse and the city offices. Right. But if maybe I'm that, going... Maybe that's what it means. Mm. I'll find out today. I'm going to go to Frat Alloys and hang around. Boy, you've been warned, Frat. Yeah. Watch out. Frat stores all over yeah. St. Paul. Avoid St. Paul. Very eye <laughs> on the ready. <laughs> Might drop in on a couple of them. There you go. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Scott from Invergrove has been a faithful contributor all throughout the past year regarding COVID. He, he had, had it too. He yeah. had COVID and he yeah. had a pretty significant battle with it. And he writes, Hail the Flashlight King. I hope everyone know highly is highly suspect. <laughs> of the 180-degree turn away from mask mandates brought on within the past two days but not only this, by not only the CDC, but our power-hungry governor. It seems fairly obvious 
that the mask mandate was more about power and control and a function of politics than the window-dressed reason controlling the spread of the virus. After all, just last week, the CDC was touting that we all needed to continue wearing a mask, even if vaccinated. The governor was planning on loosening that restriction in maybe July, as late as a few days ago. Anyone with a lick of common sense knows that the science doesn't change that quickly. As freedom-loving GLers, we should all push harder for in-depth answers as to why everything changed in the matter of a few days, noting it has been an entire year of mask-up-or-die panic-making. My cynical self finds this reversal of message more of the much-needed distraction from rising oil prices, hyperinflation, a tragic border crisis, and the Middle East on red alert. Boy, I think he's got a point there. Fret not, mask lovers. The boy mayors of Minneapolis and St. Paul are defying the loosening of the mask mandate, providing yet another reason for suburbanites not to travel downtown and for city dwellers to venture to the suburbs to spend their now inflating dollars. Never afraid and always pushing back, Scott, from Invergrove. Boy, it, it just does feel like we've been put through a windmill, doesn't it, over the past year? Mm -hmm. Just uh, do this, don't do that, do this, don't do that. Uh, you read the sign. Yeah, it's just been signs. amazing. It's just been amazing. It's just been amazing. Hey, I'm seeing a glimpse of sun and blue sky. It's supposed to be a nice weekend, isn't it? On this well, throw that mask day. on and get outside. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me look. We're not in danger of an opener. It we? was. They were. I was going to text <gasps> you. It's 66 degrees. I know, but I don't think we're going to get to 70. But we were for. They were forecasting. I think 71 earlier this week. And, and I, as I've warned you guys, I've gotten some uh, I've gotten some comments from people who think that Monday, when we are going to record our podcast at the at the auto show, we can declare an opener. Oh no no uh, no! Because no. Monday is supposed to be seventy nine. No no, the rule in GL is it's the first Friday when it hits seventy, right. not a Monday. That rule is not made to be broken. That rule is not made to be broken. According We've gotten to, in oh, trouble with that before. Oh, yeah, we have. Um, I'm looking at my forecast on here, which is usually pretty reliable for St. Paul. I think we're at our daytime high because it's supposed to start raining. 68? Yeah. No, Six, 66. 66. I got 68. 68. You do? Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, find me a 70 and we'll throw open the garage Word. door. 40% chance of rain at 1, 40% chance at 2, just as likely to not to not rain. Say, Reavers, have you posted the beer run story? <laughs> I have, to both the Garage Logic Facebook page and the GL Twitter account. There's a nifty 12-minute video put out about a guy back in the Vietnam area who was feeling poorly about his neighborhood buddies who were in Vietnam. And he said, the hell with it, I'm making a beer run. And he went to Vietnam and he took beer to them out where they were firing. That's so cool. And it's uh, it's a documentary that I wow. think you'll love. It's called The World's Greatest Beer Run or something, isn't it? Greatest Beer Run Ever. Greatest Beer Run Ever. Didn't they? Am I am I blanking? Wasn't a movie made about this? I I don't know. I don't know. Right now. Okay. But that's a beer run. Oh, yeah. When well, you you're thinking of your buddies, he's a guy. He's a guy. He's a guy. Of course, back then it was Pabst. I had to take him some Pabst. <laughs> There is a wonderful story in the Wall Street Journal today that harkens back to, uh, this goes way back, probably preceding Reavers and Kenny, but not Rook. 
You remember one day, Rook, I was uh, was uh, pining for my own brushes and broom store. Yes. Only to discover mm-hmm. through emailers that the oldest such store that sells exclusively brushes and brooms was in Scotland. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a unique idea, one of our million-dollar ideas, that, of course, they all get shot down within 30 seconds. And this brushes and broom store was in Scotland since 1750 or whatever. Well, today on the front page of the Wall Street Journal is a story of the shop called Arthur Beale, and they sell supplies to explorers. Mm. They sell nautical supplies and ropes and, and, and what have you, but uh, they're going under because of the pandemic. They survived everything since you know medieval times. But they didn't survive the continued shutdowns in London. That's sad. Yep. And uh, so they would sell to the likes of uh, who's our explorer, Andrew Town. Um, Andrew yeah. Town. Oh, the the yeah, yeah the guy the, down in Antarctica. Yeah. Antarctica. Excuse yeah. me. Just like James Smith and Sons, a nearby two hundred year old umbrella shop, Arthur Beale is an offbeat slice of old London that, for some, represents the charm of a city that has become increasingly populated by big chains. The shops are known as mad because they're so enjoyably oddball. On Wednesday, nearly every inch of Arthur Beale's walls had something covering or hanging off them, while flags and buoys covered the ceiling. There were books, waterproof jackets, oil lanterns, a ship's bell, and an engine telegraph. Digby Lidstone, an illustrator, said he thinks of the shop when reading The Riddle of the Sands, a 1903 nautical thriller in which the narrator receives a letter asking asking him to pick up oil skins, a prismatic compass, a pound of raven mixture, and some rigging screws size one and three-eighths galvanized. Oh, oh, Mm. this shop would be right up my alley. I can see you spending hours and hours and hours. Over the centuries, it has outfitted a who's who of famous explorers, sailors, and mountaineers, including British Antarctic hero Ernest Shackleton and members of the first Everest expeditions. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? The shop may be best known for its creative window displays. Uh, Paper fish and bubbles moved across the storefront against a backdrop of treasure chests and an oilskin-wearing mannequin inside an ancient submarine. Like great big bubbles? There's treasures inside, the storefront declared. There's treasures inside. Oh, well. Going on to another piece of Americana. I suppose it's not really Americana. Another, Another piece of what? Britannia? Yeah. Who's going under? Britannia? The Great Britannia? Well, where will they get their stuff? Where will an explorer get his stuff? Yeah. Some people go by there and there's great big bubbles. Huge. Yeah, there is. There's great big bubbles every day. <laughs> Say a Volkswagen has inventory. If you've been following the news, you know that's important because many auto manufacturers are really struggling. We'll learn more about this at the auto show. Manufacturers are really struggling because of the uh, world supply shortage of electronic chips. Volks, uh, 2020 Volkswagens are in stock at Schmelz Countryside in Maplewood. It's been on that southeast quadrant of Highway 36 and 61 for more than 60 years. And they're a multi-generational family. They don't own 40 stores. They stay in business because they sell neat stuff and they take care of their people. And I am among them. 
zero uh, percent for up to 60 months on 2021 VWs. There are ID4s available. That's the all-electric brand-new Volkswagen. I've driven it. If you're a technology buff, it is an extraordinary piece of equipment. And I, I'm rooting for you if you still want a Fiat 124 Spider. If there are any left, you'll have to check the inventory because when they're gone, they're gone. Schmelz Countryside, the corner of Highway 61 and 36 in Maplewood. SchmelzVW.com, SchmelzAlphaRomeo.com, and SchmelzFiat.com. You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Souchere. See that, Chris? I do. What, what did I do? That's in reference to this bump, piece of bumper music. Oh, good. I'm glad you reminded me which one it is so I can play it when John's on. Pounding it into the ground. <laughs> uh, let's give away some seafoam swag, folks. I've got a seafoam hat. It's got a bunch of winners in it. Uh, they submitted their stories, their seafoam works stories to Kay Olson at garagelogic.com. Told me how, they, uh, how it saved their lives, and I, I picked a name. Actually, I picked a number, number 27. Number 27 is Jan. Uh, she did not tell me a story about how uh, it saved her life. She had a question. Uh, hi, guys. Love the show. It's fun for this little old lady from Bemidji to eavesdrop on the boys in the garage. She has a rototiller she loves but left a little gas in it over the winter. Uh, does Would you recommend using sea foam in it by pouring some into the gas tank. Yes. I also love, I, yes, <laughs> that's what I told her. But also, I love this, and this is where Grandma steps in to help her grandson. Also, my grandson has a diesel truck with that always has problems. Is sea foam good with diesel, too, Joe? Yes. And that's what I said. So, Jan, you are our winner. I will be Woo! getting in touch with you to get your T-shirt size and your mailing address. Meanwhile, GLers, send your Seafoam work stories to Olson at garagelogic.com. It's a wonderful product in a world of bad gas. It is Seafoam. The Arthur Beal store that outfitted Explorers, it opened in 1521. Wow, good run. 500 years. Wow. 500 years. That's a lot of years. And you know what's unique about that? The street it's on probably hasn't changed in 500 years. Yeah, you're probably right. Wow. Getting but back to the... Uh, did they update with the time? Do they have the Gore-Tex? Well, I'm Do sure. Do they have the I'm most sure. modern equipment? Or, well, of course. Uh, I'm of course. A big lot furry. Of, like, Coats. I'm seeing a lot of like old canvas with holes no, in it. No, they, you know, an Everest climber seal. wasn't going to go in there and get a canvas jacket. <laughs> right. Seal, seal skin or boots right. and stinky oil and uh, gas powered stove. Like big puffy hats, those big Russian hats, you know, with the, yeah, the fur all yeah. over it. Maybe yeah, in no Shackleton's day. Maybe in Shackleton's no, day. No wonder they went under suits. They couldn't get with it. See, that greatest beer run ever, uh, uh, I was alerted to it by Jim Goodman. It's the story of John Chicky Donahue. Uh, he was in New York when his buddies were still stationed in Vietnam, and in cahoots with a local barkeep, uh, he went to Vietnam to buy those guys a beer. They went over in civilian clothes and brought Pabst. There's a 12-minute <coughs> video about it. 
and he linked us to that video. And uh, Jim writes, I've had a lot of great beers, but I doubt I'll ever have one as refreshing as the ones this crew shared. Uh, which reminds me, we, we used to have a segment on the show yeah, of, we did. Of, of the greatest beer ever, right? Oh, yes. And uh, we've uh, somehow that has decided to be ended. Or that ended for some reason well, years I think people, ago. Yeah, people would call in and they would offer. Usually uh, around, uh, it didn't coordinate, but around the uh, scramble time, uh, not scramble, but the opener time, and then people would say, my best one was uh, I cut the grass, it was 95 degrees, and I had a cold Heineken. Speaking of the opener, Joe, um, when you were asked about, uh, hey, we could do this on Monday for the live broadcast, how, how quickly was that um, Was that shot down? Instantaneous. <laughs> Oop, there, was no need to, there, was, there was no need to linger on it. No. Official yeah. drop 66, two-digit mm. points. And why? Why can't we do it? Why can't we do it on Monday, Joe? Because it's been, it's been the Garage Logic tradition for festivity's sake to always have it the first Friday. It, it, oh, it, it's so joined at the hip with the scramble. You have rules in Oh, there's rules. There's rules. Oh, rules are made to be broken. Oh, no. Oh, no. no. Not this one. <laughs> We've tried that before, and that didn't. Uh, in fact, didn't I remember work. a time a, a while ago when uh, you were out for the day, and uh, Rook and I were in charge of the, of the yeah, scramble. Remember, that? remember when you left the house? <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. We got yelled at for that one. Can, can we take a time out? Actually, can I play that piece of audio I was telling you about? Yeah, but here's what I want to do. Okay. You got to go to the bathroom or something? We just took a break. We're not no, taking I thought a break. I, Kenny, will you be quiet? I thought I had a copy in here of uh, Garage Logic Companion Guide to Life in the Radio Town, but I don't see it, so I'll go get one, and we'll look up the, uh, the uh, chapter on the opener. Yes. Oh, oh sure. Somebody's going to rain man it. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to uh-huh. rain man it. Yes, right. uh, Chris. Well, do you want that audio now then? Yeah. Because we're going to have Patrick joining us in about 15 minutes. Yeah. So I was on, it's funny because a couple of jailers GL, sent this to me and I forgot to grab it because I saw this on Twitter. But so, at some, I think it was a farmer, had taken a video of his rooster. Mm-hmm. Spare with me. Mm-hmm. And this rooster crows so hard in the morning, he passes out. Really? So you got to listen to the whole clip. It's, it's, I don't know, it's not very long, but you have to listen to the rooster hitting the crowd. Okay, right. you ready? Yep. can't be real. It is. I, I saw the video. He's standing on the ledge of, of I think it's wherever his, his enclosure, and oh. he stands on top of it, and you're thinking, how much air does this guy have in him? And all of a sudden, he starts getting a little dizzy, and then it... Oh, you got to play that again, because the thunk, the thunk is worth waiting I told you, for. that's the whole reason I grabbed yeah. it. All right, here yeah. we go. Come on, buddy. Sounds like an air raid. Oh, I know. That's exactly what, what I thought. Yeah. What are they doing? Wow. Like, telling people it's it's morning time, or is he looking for companionship? No, I think it's a. No, that's everybody clock. get up. Everybody yeah. get up. Kind okay. of. Okay. I'm up, so everybody else is up. Right. Okay. Everybody get up. Yeah. All right. Now we can take a short time. Okay. <laughs> that sounds good. Thud. 
GLers, it's Reavers here once again for our friends down in Harmony, Minnesota. That, of course, would be Harmony Spirits, and it's supposed to be a pretty nice weekend. If you're out for a drive or maybe you need a place to go, head down to Harmony, Minnesota and step in at that tasting room. It's beautiful, by the way. I've been there, I've been there many times. Uh, but also, that gives you the opportunity to try some of their spring craft cocktails that are only available at the uh, at that tasting room. So if, if you're in the area, stop on in, say hi to the guys, and please let them know that you heard about it on GL. But continue to go into your local liquor store, and please continue to ask for the Harmony brand by name. Uh, sign up for that monthly newsletter at HarmonySpirits.net, and uh, make, make it a trip, make it a day trip to go down to Harmony, Minnesota for Harmony Spirits, the best craft spirits in the state of Minnesota. And now, a man who has never had a relationship with a tree, Joe Souchere. So if you're pondering a big project at the homestead, please ponder aimhighconstructionmn.com. Aim High Construction, they're currently working for us GLers all over Gumption, Minnesota and Wisconsin, doing stuff like roofing, siding, kitchens, bathrooms, decks. Oh, my goodness, they do nice decks. Uh, basements, flooring, countertops, you, you know, everything basically. Aim High Construction has done it all, but here's the deal. Give them time. Very busy right now. It's going to be a busy summer for them, and we're still trying to find materials and still trying to find quality materials at good prices. So, GLers, we have to plan ahead. We have to make those calls right now. Find out when Chris, uh, Chris the owner, and the rest of his team at Aim High Construction can get your project in. They do almost everything, and they are very, very picky. They're perfectionists. The good enough ain't good enough for them. It's got to be perfect with this crew. You can see for yourself by logging on to aimhighconstructionmn.com. All right, this is Chapter 4 in Garage Logic, a companion guide to life in the radio town with great artwork by Greg Holcomb. Uh, and it's clearly stated here that the garage door opener in Garage Logic must be the first Friday in the spring to hit 70 degrees, and the official uh, 70 would be marked by the temperature on the uh, Common Surface Savings and Loan Bank, which hangs outside the Common Surface Savings and Loan. Uh, the Garage Logic uh, town would uh, switch into a different gear when it turns 70. And uh, a lot of people around the town uh, open their garage doors and they have Frank Sinatra live at the Sands queued up to Frank's intro to come fly with me. It was one of the unknown traditions in town how that 1966 Sinatra performance with Count Basie made it all the way to Garage Logic as the official music of the opener. But that's how, that's how the opener is really uh, joined at the hip with the scramble. The scramble is an outgrowth, I believe, of the opener. And it must be, uh, it must be 70. It must be 70 registered on the time and temp sign out uh, hanging from the NAC hardware and lounge. And uh, the, the, the fire truck rolls through town, the 1954 American LaFrance with Buck Aldrich behind the wheel. Uh, the guys in the NAC hardware, in, in the lounge part of the NAC, they came outside. They hold beer to, into go cups. Darlene was with them wearing a firefighter's hat that looked even better than when she wore a baseball cap. Uh, Buck picked me up earlier. She said, who's Darlene? I wrote the book, and I don't know who the hell Darlene is. Who's Darlene? Rick, do you remember? She's the town... Um, Tramp? 
Yes. No, no she's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you threw that in there just she's, so it would get a little, throw a little sex in right. the book. Of course we're not. Trying to, you know, we're trying to move product. we got to put right. something right. scandalous put something in there. scummy in there. Oh, yeah, of course not. Uh, I'm, I'm just <laughs> quickly paging through this. What, what was Royce's line about how Joe could have sold more books? Uh, if In Waterline, if he would have said something about, yeah, my old man hated the Ayatollah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it would create yeah. international controversy and he'd sell books left and right. God, that's well, funny. Well, it must be explained somewhere in here who Darlene is. It's been a while since the book came out. But, uh, yeah, it's got to be a Friday, and uh, that that can't change. We've, we've tried to do that once before, and it resulted in a... A terrible uh, stretch of time sure. uh, for all of us. Uh, speak, say, oh, go ahead. Yes, go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I don't know if you guys saw this, but this is a great line on Twitter this morning. I don't know who Cat O'Connor is. You guys are going to have to help me. But she had tweeted out, someone should start a rumor of a shortage of jobs so everyone will panic and go get one. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. It's pretty good because no one's working when uh, Biden's making it too easy to just stay at home. Stacy, the GL geologist, weighs in. Mother is rumbling in Indonesia. Oh, boy. She uh, also wanted us to know that she attended her first in-person conference in 15 months. It was wonderful, almost like the pandemic had not happened. It was the Williston Basin Petroleum Conference in Bismarck, North Dakota. It's the largest oil and gas conference focused on the Williston Basin and the Bakken. There were just a few masks handshaking occurred, and food and snacks were out buffet style. The highlight was the keynote speaker, Mike Pompeo. His words were very uplifting and encouraging. Some takeaways were the current administration's stance on energy and climate are a little about energy and a lot about control. No other country is going down this path. Climate is a near source of religion for some. Boy, we're not learning anything new, are we? Right. He told us to push back, be louder, tell the story with pride and a smile on your face. Woo-hoo. Yeah, you got to push back against uh, what's happening. In terms of uh, Mother Rumbling in e- Indonesia, 6.6. And where is this? I wouldn't know how to pronounce the name anyway. So uh, Mother's always rumbling somewhere around the world we are uh, i'm pleased to tell you that if you're out shopping for an e-bike you're going to have trouble finding one except at ecofun motorsports in downtown forest lake on highway 61 ecofun now get this has just under 300 e-bikes in stock uh, and many other e-bike retailers are are not getting any supply in until maybe december or january that's not going to do you any good those aren't riding months uh, Tim Bloom has Yamaha and Bentelli e-bikes in stock. Uh, the weather's warming up, but here's the best reason to get your e-bike at EcoFun. You'll get the proper fit. You'll be put on the right size frame. You'll be consulted about what kind of tires you want. You want fat tires, thinner tires. You'll get the right handlebar, the right saddle, the right seat. Uh, it's just going to be an expert fit because they're experts with the Bentelli and Yamaha e-bikes. Also, gas-powered scooters that turn urban errands into adventures, a full line of Yamaha products, helmets, apparel, youth recreational equipment, great service department. And right now, man, take advantage of this. Uh, almost 300 e-bikes in stock at EcoFun Motorsports. It's right there on the Highway of Love, Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake. 
GLers, if you're looking for better water, look no further than my guys at Hofferman Water. They are your local independent water treatment dealer. They have served Minnesotans for nearly 50 years and understand the unique problems that Minnesota water brings. They are an independent and authorized Connecticut dealer. Whether you're looking to soften, filter, or just want your water to taste better, they will help make your water absolutely worry-free. Here's a deal. A couple of years ago, I had the S650 water softener installed in my house. It's rated as the world's most efficient, and this is based on independent testing from the Water Quality Association, who is the authority in the industry. You can most certainly uh, count on them. I'm telling you right now, it made a world of difference with my water. We had absolutely awful water in the city of, of uh, Carver. So listen, uh, they've been at they've been at it since 1972, and they want to ha- do business with you. So go online right now. You can go to HoffermanWater.com or just give them a call today at 612-895-2440 for a free, yes, free water analysis and estimate. And please, when you make that fall, phone call, please let them know that Garage Logic sent you their way. I have some great news, GLers. The Auto Show is back. The 48th Annual Twin Cities Auto Show will take over the Minnesota State Fairgrounds May 15th through May 23rd. I love this event. I never miss it. They were the last to close down before the pandemic, and now they're the first to get us all back outside. This show could be bigger than ever with 30 times the space, monster trucks on the midway, state fair food favorites, military vehicles, luxury cars, and a special ride-and-drive area where you get the chance to get behind the wheel and hit the streets of the fairgrounds in a new car. Parking is right on the fairgrounds, and it's free. And if you want to see the GL crew record its podcast, we'll be there live on May 17th. Get your tickets now. In fact, we'll be at the Schilling Amphitheater. The Schilling Amphitheater. And we'll start recording our show about noon. Get your tickets now at TwinCitiesAutoShow.com. All tickets are day specific. So if you want to come and see us, get your tickets for May 17th. The Twin Cities Auto Show, May 15th through the 23rd at the State Fairgrounds. Hey, Pat. Yes, Joe? If you add it all up, you look at Burns, Cloby, and then just go back six months and add Sid, we lost 287 years of some of the wildest Minnesota history we'll ever know. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Uh, some of the, the most uh, unique newspapering we'll ever see and won't see again. Yeah, that, that and uh, one of the most unique subjects. Now, what people don't remember is pretty much all our access to Bernsey came after Bud left when he became the head coach. We didn't, I mean, we'd say hello to Bernsey and you talk to him once in a while, but remember Bud's assistants didn't talk after games, stuff right, like that. Right, but, right, right. Bud was one of those old-time coaches. I don't know, when you covered the, the team, how much did you get to talk to Bernsey? Uh, hardly ever, if any, now yeah, that I think you, about it. People don't remember that that was the deal back then, the, the head coach, uh, even, you know, the messaging was certainly different than it was, uh, you know, it is now, and it wasn't all gobbledygook, boop, goop, but Bud wanted to deliver, 
wanted to deliver the message that he wanted delivered after the game. He didn't want it being mixed up with uh, what assistant coaches might be saying. So. I don't think any one of those three could survive in today's world. I think I think uh, Bernsey would probably get suspended or fined, <laughs> if not fired. Uh, Klobuchar <laughs> would be undone by fact checkers and social media, and no one would ever want to work as hard as Sid did. So I don't think no, these three can ever exist again. That is true. Uh, and uh, Reavers asked me yesterday if, <laughs> I love this. if Klobuchar was the guy that you and I accused of making up quotes. I said no. They weren't made up. They were enhanced. Yes, merely enhanced. Let's put it this <laughs> way. I, let's put it this enhanced. way. I would never say that Kobe put words in the mouth of the Vikings. But by the time those interviews made it to his column, they all sounded like candidates for the Cambridge Union Debate Society. <laughs> Or I'm not saying or, he did it. Or appearing at the Sands as a comedy uh, preview to Frank's uh, music. You know, yeah, it was, they yeah. were uh, they were always funnier than hell. You know, the more I thought about it, and I would have to find somebody who was there. But the 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 quote that I've always attached to Van Brocklin is the greatest quote ever when Yarrow. Your premium kicked six or seven field goals against him, and he said, was asked, what can you do about these soccer-style kickers? And Van Brocklin allegedly said, tighten the immigration laws. <laughs> uh, not a chance in hell Van Brocklin said that. Not a chance <laughs> in hell. I didn't know him well enough, and he was a bright guy, but I'd like to know where that first appeared. <laughs> Five will get like you ten. That you that first. You know, I I was thinking about it too, and I spent a lot of years around Klobuchar. And when you when you think back to the way he covered that team, he it was almost as though it was a team of his own fictional invention. It, it was uh, uh, you, you would sometimes read a story and you'd think that's not the game I saw. Uh, he well, he he embellished so well and so often that it was almost as though these were characters he invented. And especially, of course, in the 60s, even more than the Super Bowl teams. And he had the perfect cast. Stonebreaker. Yep. Hilgenberg. Yep. Uh, you know, all the, the tough guys. Rip, Rip, a, a linebacker named Rip. Yep. And uh, he, he made them into the toughest, orneriest collection. And then he got Joe Cap. Yep. Joe Cap was his gift from heaven, right? Yep. Yes. And uh, you know, and then Cap and uh, who do you Cap and Lonnie? Then they get Lonnie Warwick, who was another insane middle linebacker, and they they got the Cap Warwick uh, fight at a party after a game. And I would also like to know because this became the part of the fiction is that or not a. That, that, I don't want to use fiction. This became part of the lore that ben, that Cap and Warwick got in a fight because Warwick was arguing that the defense should get credit for the defeat, and Cap was arguing that the offense should get credit for the defeat. <laughs> and you really wonder about the veracity of that. Too, didn't uh, didn't Cap though? Get I into, do wonder. I do. Didn't Cap get into a real fight at some alumni deal though? We, that I thought was we not here, though. That was with the uh, Vancouver. Uh, oh, okay. He got in a fight with the wrestler, uh, <laughs> the, the famous wrestler who also played football at a CFL 
It was a Canadian football league reunion. Okay. And he and this guy duked her down from old <laughs> resentments they played against each other. I can't remember what the guy's name was, but yes. What was, okay. Oh, who was the Viking? Crazy. There was no doubt about that. So. Who was the Viking receiver named Lance? Lance Rensel. Lance Rensel. Well, there was a real fight in the Highland Park neighborhood that featured Lance Rensel and some other guys in St. Paul. Oh, the thing in Lance Rensel was Lance was. He either was out having a couple of beers and 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 urinating in somebody's yard, and a a youth saw this and Lance was uh, Lance was uh, charged with uh, uh, indecent exposure. Well, maybe that's what a, I'm thinking of. Yeah, to a minor, he ended up marrying Joey Heatherton, so uh, it wasn't. But Dick, I I went to a Minutemen. They still the Minutemen are still around, Joe, but there's there, there's a little age to them. I'd be a young member, but yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I went to their luncheon about three years ago, and Jen, and Johnkowski interviewed me, and he did a Lance Rensel joke. Oh yeah, and this is 1960 what eight? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I told him. There's enough scandals in the Vikings last 50 years that you don't have to go back to Lance Renzel for jokes. Right. Okay, you know, yeah. not not even this crowd remembers Lance Renzel. No, you got to no. go straight to the Wizenator in that in that. Yeah, uh, yeah, right. Yeah, situation. go to the Wizenator. That's it. You know, we can, that's that's even better. So, Pat, um, I, I'm assuming it was on Monday Night Sports Talk, but you had asked aloud whatever happened to Gill. Um, and he must have heard that because he decided to call in and ask you some questions. I'm sure about Joe Maurer, but he wanted to ask you a question or two. Is that okay? Oh no, he sure. called today. Yeah, that's uh, Patrick. Hey, yes, Patrick. yes, hey, Gil. Good to talk to you again. Yeah, we, you're throwing all the stories about the uh, Lance with his peepee out, and uh, he got you in trouble. <laughs> yeah, but I had some question about these. Uh, I, I, I know I'm not going to talk about Maurer because he's retired now, so I don't have to talk about it, but. I want to talk about these North Stars. Uh, the last two games, don't score any goals. They're up 3-zip, and then lose 7-3. I've That'd been... be the, that's a wild, Gil. Wild. Yes, that's the, the, this is what I got. But uh, what about this, uh, the, uh, uh, the, the, the good kid, Marishnikov? Uh, He's going to be the uh, uh, <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> well, I've been doing research, Gil. I think you should be a little worried because I have, I have yet to find... A team that won the cup that gave up seven straight goals to end their regular season. Mm -hmm. I haven't found that team yet, so I'm a little. I don't nervous. think that's in the books. That's not in the books. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a little hard to find. You got to go. You got to go look at the team that won the cup. And then you got to go look at their last regular season game to see if they gave up seven straight. So and it goes back to 1927. So it's it's taken a while. So you know, you're talking about Bertie over there, uh, the the late great Bertie, the swearing guy. Yeah. Yeah. He. Uh, he did you like him? I, I loved did. him. I did. But he sure he was my role model for saying hello. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I remember how he uh, calls you. Uh, yes, call you. Hey, enhanced area. Yeah. Well, I think we can use this on a podcast. Sure, we, we're I good. Use it in print today. Big nuts. He called yeah. everybody big nuts, though. Yes. But he was. I was always big nuts. So. <laughs> but I thought your nickname in high school was Grease. That was, but Bernsey didn't know that. No, no, he didn't know that. But uh, yeah, that's too bad that he's gone now, and we can't. Uh, we always uh, watch the show when he's uh, doing all the swearing for uh, the Schnucker guy. Yep, yep, that was something. 
By the way, my bride ran across that on YouTube last night, the first time she's ever seen it. Yep. She was a bit alarmed. Was, uh, I think we should play it again a, today, uh, Reavers. I mean, I mean sh- uh, for 23 bucks, if you can get more excitement than that, uh, hell, you're in the wrong uh, operation. It's a hell of a, hell of a game. And let me say something. As long as I'm in this f***ing job, Snuffer will be the offensive coach. I mean, no, no f***ing question about that. Uh, I don't like to name names after a f***ing game. We can't be responsible for the blocking. We can't be responsible for the f***ing guys jumping offside. We can't be responsible for f***ing. We get down there, and and, uh, and it was a dumb play by, by Anderson. I love I love Anderson, but it was a dumb f***ing play when he had, when his foot was, uh, shoe was coming off, up to the line screen. We were hiring take time out. We had a f***ing trap play called, and, and, and his, his f***ing shoe comes off. That, 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 ain't, that ain't Bob Schnelker's fault. No, it's We have not. another f***ing trap play, and if, and if Finney picks up his f***ing feet, he walks in. We got the f***ing pass to uh, 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 AC out there in the flat. He's a ball thrown in a, a low. That, is, that isn't Snelker's fault. We got the second down and, and I don't know what the hell, two, two yards ago, I don't know what, 15, 40, whatever the hell it was, and, uh, and Irwin uh, uh, jumps offside. Now, uh, these are the things that have been hurting us all along, the little things. We're working at them to stop them. We moved the ball good today. We went down there and we didn't get the ball in the end zone. He did a sensational f***ing job. <laughs> now, last week, on the Giants, Christ, he ran 65 yards. This time he fumbles the ball. What the hell, what the hell can you do? You can't. Uh, 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 all you do is you prepare as thoroughly as you can. The guys oh. play their asses off. Uh, it's a big win. Big win. Big uh, win. A hell of a, a great catch by Hassan. We did. The guys didn't give up. A great catch by Hassan. This game reminds me of, of a, a Cleveland Brown game when we went down to the old Met Center. When when we throw the ball century, lateral the ball to Teddy Brown. Teddy Brown ran out out of bounds. Made a great play. The next one we hit. We hit uh, Ahmad on the squadron right. Put it in, and won the. Uh, Key the Royce, yeah. Your the guy feel like shit after him. <laughs> what? Everybody booing the shit out of me. He works his ass off. He, and, and no smarter uh, uh, coordinator in football. <laughs> they put his picture up there and the f***ers boo him. F***ers. <laughs> Pat, the guy's calming down and all you did is light a fire again. Oh, that was yeah, good. That, was, that certainly wasn't intentional. <laughs> that guy is crazy. Hey, I got one other item for you. <laughs> This is very important. Are you ready? Yes. I'm ready. <laughs> the O'Rourke cousins are doing a back-to-back June 11th, June 12th at St. Mark's. Father Brian on Friday and Sheila, his sister, his, his lone sister, on Saturday because she died, uh, oh, several months ago uh, living in Arizona with her daughter of ALS, and then Brian died uh, a month ago or so. But here's the deal, Joe. Mm-hmm. Friday, it's a parish priest. He was at St. Mark's. He was at St. Mary's by the lake. I'm thinking we're not getting in and out on that one. Nope. And and, and also meticulously planned this, this ceremony by Brian as he knew he was nearing death. And he's a very meticulous guy. I, 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 you know, it starts at 10. I might be late for our noon hit on Friday, May 11, June 11th. I'm sure. <laughs> we might get the arch for that one. Yep. Uh, you could. You very well could. Yep. Sounds like yeah. you're doing a cremation ad. Uh, no, I no, I no. don't know about Brian. I, I I'm not sure what I don't do. Priests get cremated yet? I don't know if we. I don't know what the rule is. I I don't know. I don't know, but I got a hunch that you know what. 
I don't kneel anymore on my rare occasions, right? My knees are too bad. I, I can't get back up. But you might, if the arch is in town, you know, you, I mean, in the building, you pretty much even have to kneel, don't you? Yeah, but here, the last time you went to a baptism, you figured time a game you could save 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, so well, now now you no got a funeral, you can figure out how to trim 15 minutes out of this one. Yeah, this will be half of... Uh, this will be half of a Twins game. This one will last so long. Yeah. So. Speaking of the Twins, boy, are they not good. They stinks. Whoa, geez. Talk about somebody that needs the arch to come over and bless them. It's these clowns. Holy right. cow, are they bad. Worst really record in baseball right now. They have, uh, they have passed the Tigers for the worst record. Here's what's amazing. Kansas City has lost 11 in a row. And they're still four games ahead of the Twins. <laughs> Holy cow. Is there a... 11 in a row since they, the, the Twins beat at Kansas City. What was it, Reavers? Was that a 2-2 two, two series or a 2-3? Two two, three. Three? The Twins took 2-3 two against two Kansas City. 2-3, and we thought, oh, they're turning it around. Kansas City was so embarrassed by losing 2-3, and, and the Twins haven't won since. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see a turnaround? Do you see a metamorphosis? No. Okay. No, I see uh, Michael Pineda might not. Michael Pineda might get traded here soon, and uh, I got, I got, I think they're going to start unloading. Yeah. So there was already a rumor that the uh, Yankees might get Hap and Pineda, and then Hap gave up nine runs, so that one might be off the off the market. So I was heartened to read today that uh, Buxton thinks he might be back in about a month. Oh, that's good. Mm. Oh yeah. Yep. And then, you know, they should uh, they should. Put out odds as to when he's next on the injured list. Then you right. should be able to bet on that, right? I think so. Yes. All right, son. Gilly, All everything right. more? We will. Uh, we will. Oh, about a lot of funny Goodbye. jokes today. All right. Okay. Thank Goodbye. you. Goodbye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Say uh, another weekend rolls around. That means time to visit Grunhoffers in Hugo for the Wagyu burgers. Now, Spencer could very well have Wagyu steaks in stock today. Uh, they are so popular, he can't keep them in the store. But there's, you know, you got the meatloaf and the brats and the other steaks and the burgers and the bacon and the ham and the seasoning. But Spencer has gotten involved with the Wagyu steak uh, business. That's a Japanese cattle breed that provides the most succulent, tasty beef in the world. And uh, people can't get enough of it. That's why Spencer is uh, trying to keep it in stock. And uh, uh, he may very well have some when you check in today or tomorrow or Sunday at Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo. There are Wagyu burgers uh, in the store, and that's the same quality delicacy of beef as the, as the steaks. That's on the highway of meat and love. Highway 61, right at the north end of Hugo. It's, it's uh, the Garage Logic go-to place. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. Kenny? Me, huh? I'm yeah. going to talk over the scramble. Well, 
pop open a brew, everybody, and <laughs> let's talk about uh, buying a safe. I know you can buy them anywhere. You can stroll down to the big box store. Hell, you could probably pick up a cruddy old used safe on uh, Craigslist. But seriously, you, you, you want to throw, what's the phrase, good money after bad? Uh, don't screw yourself. You need a safe guy. You need Rich, the owner of Maple Grove Lock and Safe. Dot com. They're up in the Grove, Maple Grove. They sell the best safe in the whole wide world, the Liberty Safe. Rich, he's been doing it up for 30 years in Maple Grove, offering full residential and commercial lock and safe services at very competitive prices. He can help you out. Uh, Maple Grove Lock and Safe, they have just the right unit to fit your needs and your budget. I'm talking from little compact quick safes all the way up to the large safes and vault doors if you want to make a room into a safe. And in addition to the very popular Liberty Safe, Rich also carries other brands and offers full commercial residential lock and safe services. If you hadn't, if you have not had a chance yet, please log on to maplegrovelockandsafe.com or even better yet, Stop in and say hi to Rich in Maple Grove at maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Only because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Mumpumalanga, South Africa, from our friend Tom Lyman. It was on this day, May 14th, in 1852. Mm. After weeks of rain, a mudslide covers much of Stillwater, destroying barns, shops, homes, and three rafts of lumber but injuring no one. Two cows in a barn keep their feet during the slide, and afterwards they walked out of a second-story window. In all, the slide covers five acres of ground to a depth of 1 to 20 feet. Prior to the slide, this land had been low and boggy, selling for about $1.25 an acre. After the slide, the land is more usable, and its value rises to $500 an acre. Whoa. Most of the business area of present-day Stillwater is built on that location. Wow. See, you went from a dollar to 500 Yeah. What, what, down, so that's downtown Stillwater. What, what day or what year, I'm sorry, Joe? 1852. Yeah, sir. And uh, Stillwater, of course, has uh, grown into... Uh, a very Tony weekend destination for people, hasn't it? Unless you're trying yeah. to go to uh, Riverboat Days, or what was that called? Steamboat. Lumberjack, Lumberjack Days. Lumber, well, they got Lumberjacks. Yep. Steamboat is one owner. Lumberjack. Actually, yeah, well, they might, but so is Carver. That's why I said that. Carver uh, has Steamboat oh, Days, really? too. Yeah. The things in the Middle East are now being described as Holy Land Hell. Jeez. The uh, rockets are uh, continuing to be fired. So God bless everybody. Did We're, you guys um, see Miss, uh, Miss Omar's tweet on that situation? I'm, I'm sure she's uh, demanding that the Palestinians be more carefully recognized. That would have been a polite way of what she actually tweeted out. So oh, what did she tweet? I'll go find you. I'm going to find it really quick. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Right. I got nowhere to go except the hardware store. Okay. For, go to frats and hang out. And he's probably, once he hears this, he's probably going to run into hiding here. Probably lock the store. Ilhan Omar, America... Must use this. No, that's not it. Oh, darn it. I'm sorry for even bringing this up. Basically, she she made no made, made no bones about who she was trying to defend in this situation, which don't you basically just stay out of it? Yeah, you, well, you, you should. She's a Muslim. What do you think she's going to do? I know. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I don't have the exact one in front of me, but she tweets a lot. She yeah. tweets a lot. That's why uh, she's blocked on my account, so I never have to see any of the nonsense that she spews. Kenny, I did the same thing. Unfortunately, I don't have her blocked in the GL Twitter account, so her stuff still shows up. 
Because a lot of people yeah. will send the GL account stuff with with uh, the station tag or the show tagged in it. No, you got to block those types. Yeah, that's life's true. too short to deal with that kind of. I don't uh, ever see or... her. I don't ever see her tweets and have no interest in seeing them. Right. Yeah. Uh, my amendment to okay, wait. Here we go. I'm trying uh, to find it. I can't find it. Today is Eid, one of the most joyous days in the Muslim calendar. While I'd rather I'd... be spending it with my family, I have an obligation to stand up for the families whose children were taken from them because of the violence in Palestine. Mm-hmm. I think she's got two accounts, Rep. Ilhan Omar. Yeah, she does. And Ilhan Omar. May 12th, she said, quote, today would be a great day to cancel student debt. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> why today? Like, why the 12th? You're going to pay me back, Ilhan, you fraud? Yeah, that's what makes me mad. I never took out a student loan. Ever. And Neither did my kids. That's so, true. So uh, is somebody going to write me a check? They got Pop to take care of that one. <laughs> God almighty. Anyway, sorry to de- completely derail the, uh, the no, program. You really did there, yeah, Reavers. That was some fine uh, radio there. Oh, sorry. there. We're good. Podcasting. Yeah. Okay, GLers, hey. uh, hang in there. Hang in there to what? There's more to come. PodMN on your smartphone. PodMN.com on your computer whole library of garage logic broadcasts that maybe you missed one or two maybe you were gone go catch up go find some new ones at podmn or podmn.com while you're on your computer you might as well subscribe to the garage logic youtube page for fun and frivolity and some serious discussions that are highlighted by uh, mr reavers check that out garage logic on youtube subscribe today please hey are you a member of what <laughs> 90% of the gas stations in Washington, D.C. have no gasoline. Wow. Because hoarders have been putting them in uh, plastic, plastic bags. rubber plastic bags. Yeah. Unbelievable. You can make a Smokey and the Bandit run, Kenny, and make some loot selling used gas. Huh? Oh. No, he, he does not want to do that. Okay. 